Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Vayechi and Emir Hashem complete Sefer Bereshis. And there are many moving and pivotal moments in the parasha, but perhaps one of the most tense moments is Yosef hears that his father, Yaakov Avinu, is ill. And so Yosef comes, of course, running to his father's bedside, accompanied by his two sons, Ephraim and Menashe. And the Torah tells us so beautifully again how the boys walk in. Yaakov hugs them and he kisses them, or truthfully, he kisses them and then he hugs them. And then, of course, we come to this incredible moment where Yosef, Yosef goes ahead and puts Menashe, the older son, by Yaakov's right hand, and ultimately Ephraim, the younger son, by Yaakov's left hand, the right representing a higher level of importance, going on Bachar, the firstborn, the left hand on the secondborn. And then in a dramatic moment, Yaakov Avinu switches his hands, places his right hand on Ephraim and his left hand on Menashe. And the Torah says something amazing. The Torah says, Vayar Yosef Kiyoshis Aviv Yad Rosh Ephraim. This is in Parak Memchas Pasuk in chapter 48, verse 17. Yosef sees that his father reversed the hands. He placed his right hand on the younger son, on Ephraim. Vayera Be'enov. Now the Lashonir is incredible. It was very upsetting to Yosef. It was incredibly upsetting to Yosef, to the point that Yosef does something amazing. Yosef goes to physically manipulate his father's hands. He goes literally to take the right hand off of Ephraim and place it on the biological Bukhar, place it on Menashe. And again, so just to understand what's happening over here, from Yosef's perspective, first of all, the Lashon of Vayera, that it was negative in his eyes, you have to understand, Yosef knew what it was like to grow up in a family of favorites. And he understood the destructive nature of playing favorites with children. Yosef, when he was young, probably loved being the favorite of his father Yaakov. But then he saw the disastrous results. See, he's bringing in his son. There's a Bachar, there's a second child. Ultimately, again, there is a Menashe, a firstborn, and there's an Ephraim. Give Menashe his due, give Ephraim his bracha, and let's move on. And when he sees what he perceives to be, his father switching the order, he gets very upset. And again, the, the idea of Yosef literally coming and moving his father's hands is quite dramatic. Yaakov Avinu's response, Yaakov Avinu essentially says to Yosef, listen, I know, I promise you, I know what I'm doing, I understand it. And the truth is, Menashe the Bechar is going to become great, but Ephraim the second son is going to become even greater. And then Yaakov Avinu says something truly beautiful. Yaakov Avinu blessed Ephraim and Menashe on that day, saying, You boys will become the paradigmatic bracha that Klal Yisrael, that Jewish people will give their children throughout the generations. They will say, Hashem should make you like Ephraim and Menashe. Vayosam es Ephraim lifnei Menashe. And of course, we know he placed Ephraim, the second son, in front of the Bukhar, in front of Menashe. A very, it's a dramatic story. It's a dramatic story. It's a dramatic family story. It's a dramatic Yaakov Yosef story. But what I find very intriguing, and what the Mavarshan find very intriguing, is this idea that somehow Ephraim and Menashe become like the paradigmatic, like the poster children for brachos. How do we bless our children? How do we bless our children? Not that our children should be like Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, 
but rather again, Yesimcha Elokim Ke'Ephraim Uchim That's what we want our kids to be like, like Ephraim Menasha. And it's, it's troubling a little bit. Ephraim Menasha were, were great tzaddikim, they're wonderful. The truth is, we know almost absolutely nothing about Ephraim and Menasha. We know that they're born in Egypt, we know that they're Yosef's sons, and they die. They die in Egypt. We know what happens with their descendants. Each of them has great descendants. But in terms of Ephraim and Menasha as people, there's very little we know about them. And to this very day, Baruch Hashem, when my sons are home and I have the schus to give them a bracha in person, no, when they're not home on the phone, the bracha I use like every other Jewish father uses is Yesimcha Elokim Ke'Ephraim Umenasha. I bless my sons that they should be like Ephraim Menasha. Shabbos night comes. The, the, the collective feeling of love, of, of protection, of wanting for my children to be great, that, that bubbles up in Sunday. How do I express it? How do I convey it? Hashem should make you like Ephraim Menasha. Not Hashem should make you like David and Shlomo. Not that Hashem should make you like Reuven and Shimon, like Levi, like Shimon and Levi. No, no, nothing like that. Ephraim Menasha. And the obvious question is what is going on over here? Why do these boys? become the source or the paradigm for what it is that we want our children to become. We're telling our children, I want you to emulate Ephraim and Menasha. What is it exactly that we're trying to get them to emulate? And the Mepharshim give many answers to this. I want to share with you an idea. If you go back to when Ephraim and Menasha were born, or Menasha and Ephraim were born, Yosef, remember again, has risen, a meteoric rise in power, in fame, in greatness, goes from a slave to the viceroy, marries his wife, Asnas, and they have two sons. Now, if you look at the way Yosef named his sons, it's quite dramatic. The first son was Menasha. Menasha means, Kinashani Elokimes Kalamali. Hashem has allowed me to forget all of my suffering, that's Beisavi, my father's home. Menasha represents Yosef's ability to detach himself from the pain of the past, which is an incredible accomplishment. His second son, Ephraim. What does Ephraim mean? Ki Ephrani Elokim God has allowed me to be successful or fruitful in the land of my affliction, in the land of my suffering. And if you look at it, Yosef is teaching us a profound lesson. Because when you examine the personality of a Yosef Atzadik, there's one simple question that always comes to mind, which is, how did he do it? How does a person overcome such trauma? How does a person not give up? Yosef Atzadik suffers adversity after adversity, setback after setback. Yosef, I don't understand. How did you have the koach to get out of bed in the morning? How did you have the koach to continue to possess optimism and hope? How, how did you do it? How did you do it? And Yosef tells us how he did it. How did he do it? He took the pain of his past, and he compartmentalized it. He called it forgetting. But the truth is you never forget. You never forget anything. You could push things into the recesses of your subconscious. You could kind of move things from the front burner to the back burner, but you never forget. But in Yosef's wording, I forgot it. Or in other words, I took the trauma of life, I put it behind me, I put it behind me, and I said, you know what? That's not part of me anymore. That's the Lashon, Kinashani, I forgot. I forgot. I've detached myself from all of that. And because I detached myself from the negativity, therefore, I become successful. I've been able to build a new life for myself. I've been able to go ahead and push myself to accomplish because I've been able to detach 
from the trauma of the past. It's incredibly profound. It's incredibly profound. Comes Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov says to Yosef, my beloved Yosef, you have always been the most exceptional of my children. And how much nachas your mother Rachel, zichrona levracha, would have from you, seeing the man you have become. But Yosef, I think you're mistaken. You see, you, Yosef, Yaakov says, were able to detach yourself from your trauma. Okay, now, whether Yosef was or wasn't able to is a different discussion. But he said he was. He was. And therefore, as a result of that, we were able to move forward. Yaakov Inu says, first of all, very often in life, I can't detach myself from my trauma. Sometimes my trauma, and I'm using the word trauma, but trauma could really encompass a whole, a whole spectrum of difficult life challenges and forms of adversity. So Yosef, you were able to disassociate from your trauma, push it to your past, and you were able to move forward. A lot of us can't do that. A lot of us can't do it either because the trauma is too profound, the trauma is too overwhelming, or because maybe I'm still in the midst of the trauma and I simply can't detach myself from it because I'm living it each and every day. And Yaakov says, Yosef, I want to teach you something. Perhaps the last lesson I'm going to teach you in this world. That Ephraim comes before Menashe. You know what the trick in life, so to speak, the life hack, right? You know what, you know what the key to success is? It's the ability to propel yourself forward, even when you're suffering. It's the ability to become an Ephraim, even when you still have a Menashe life. It's the ability to find a way to take a step forward, to accomplish something, even though you are facing such incredible adversity. Ephraim has to come before Menashe, because listen to this, says Yaakov, because if Menashe has to come before Ephraim, if the only way for me to grow in life, to succeed in life, is to go and detach myself from my adversity, and then I'll grow, sometimes I just can't do that. I can't do it because I don't have the power to do it or because, like I said before, the adversity is just too overwhelming. The difficulty, the trauma is still here. And therefore, Yaakov says, no, for Yosef, for you, that worked. For the rest of us, Ephraim comes before Menashe. Ephraim comes before Menashe because the job of a Jew is to figure out how to grow even in the midst of difficult circumstances. The job of a Jew is to figure out that even when my life is difficult, what positive step can I take forward? Even if that positive step is not going to ameliorate or address the difficulties I am undergoing, my job in life is always to push myself forward. Or as Yaakov Avinu said it, the goal is always to put Ephraim, ki Ephrani, successful living before Menashe, before the difficulty, before the trauma. I have to learn how to be successful in life even with all of my trials, tribulations, and trauma. That's my avoda. The trauma doesn't go away. The menashe is still there. The menashe is still there. But I can't wait until I somehow resolve all of my life trauma in order to be successful in life. Some way I have to find a way, even a small success, even something, push myself forward just a little bit, but there always has to be a positive forward momentum, even in the midst of difficult situations. And that's what Yaakov Inu says. You know, when we bless our children on Shabbos night, do you know what we're saying to our children? I don't think it was simply saying to our children that you should be like Ephraim and Menashe. Because the truth is, 
if I'm blessing my, peop- my children to be like people, I don't know, there are other people I think that would come more readily to mind. Let them be like Yaakov and Yosef, right? Let them be like Shimon and Levi. Let them be like, like Yisachar and Zvulun. Let them be like David and Shlom. I mean, again, you could go through the whole Shpizan. Let them be like Moshe and Aaron. There, there are so many other role models to choose from. But the bracha, the real bracha we're giving to our children is I'm saying something, saying, my dear child, my dear son, I just want you to know, life is going to be filled with adversity because that's the way it is. Life is going to be filled with trauma. Hopefully, hopefully not severe trauma, but there's always some kind of trauma. Your avoda is yesimcha elokim ke'efrayim ochem Your avoda is to be an Ephraim, is Kiefrani, to always be successful, always find a way to move yourself forward. And there are times in life where the only little bit of growth I can make is like, a, is like a, I'm crawling, I'm crawling on all fours. And all I could do is literally advance myself a, an inch here, an inch there. That's okay. That's the bracha we give our children. Be an Ephraim before a Menasha, even when things are difficult. Find a way to move your life forward in some small fashion. It's the bracha we give to our children. And halavai, it's the bracha we should give ourselves as well. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu make us each, give us each the koach to be like those two brothers. Not per se their personalities, because we don't know much about their personalities. But to, to, to live, to live in a way in which their names represent to live an Ephraim and a Menashe, to always be successful, to always push ourselves forward, even in the midst of difficult life circumstances. Wishing everyone a good Nehru Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.